0: There's just something about the ability to like flip the switch and go a little bit harder. It's so much easier on the competition floor when you have people next to you and you have a crowd and you have a, a real judge and it's just real.
1: Welcome to the Bar Bend podcast, where we talk to the smartest athletes, coaches and minds from around the world of strength. I'm your host, David Thomas Tao, and this podcast is presented by barbend.com. Today, I'm talking to CrossFit Games athlete and doctor of physical therapy, Amanda Barnhart. Amanda is one of the CrossFit world's highest performing athletes in the space since making her Games debut in 2018. That includes back-to-back top 10 finishes at the Games in 2019 and 2020. In our conversation, we talk about how athletes recover after the brutal CrossFit Games competition season, along with Amanda's first reactions to a new qualification structure for the 2021 season. We also discuss an athlete's competitive mindset, what it's like going toe-to-toe in workouts against a spouse, and much, much more. Before then, I do want to take a second to say we're incredibly thankful that you listen to this podcast, so if you haven't already, be sure to leave a rating and review of the barbin podcast in your app of choice. Now let's get to it. Amanda, thanks so much for taking the time to join us. It's a real treat to get to talk to you this morning. And this morning, we actually, the morning of this recording, not when this podcast is coming out, we actually found out about the CrossFit Games tentative schedule for the 2021 season, the shortest open ever, more divisions than ever, a quarterfinals and semifinals and last chance qualifier season. There's a lot going on. I'm just curious how you're kind of processing this and what your initial reactions have been as an athlete.
0: Yeah, so um, I've like heard word of some of this stuff before today, um, but some of it was new, and I've literally just found out in the last hour. So I'm very much still processing and definitely need a lot more information. Um, I love that the open is shorter. I don't think many people are going to complain about that. Everyone weeks four and five is pretty much terrible. (laughs) After week three, you're like, you know what, I'm over this. So I think three weeks is awesome. I love that it's getting pushed back a little bit. I just, you know, hopefully that more gyms can be open during that time. I'm not even sure which, you know, which areas are closed right now, but I know that some are closed. So hopefully that will help some gyms. Um, gives me a little bit more time after the holidays because I feel like normally after January I'm like okay gotta get fit now and that just gives me a little bit more time take some pressure off so I, I love that um, condensing the season a little bit too if you think about it that way like less time where there's pressure on us um, is great because last year especially we had the longest season ever and you know if we can shorten it up a little bit with still giving us adequate time between each event to prepare. I think that's ideal and best case scenario for our our longevity, um, you know, after we're done competing. So I like it from that perspective. I am very confused about the quarterfinals. I didn't know about that. That kind of was like, Oh great. Another online competition was the first thing that came to my mind. Um, I hate online competitions. I don't do great at them. So originally I was thinking that there was just going to be a, the, the open to, to whatever the semifinals,
1: semi-finals or whatever it
0: is. Yeah. So they added in that that quarterfinal thing. Um, I hadn't heard about it. So that does make me a little nervous just because it's another um, online thing, which isn't ideal. But I, I do like I, do, I like the timeline of it. I like that we kind of have, I mean, I don't want to call it regionals, but it's basically kind of what it looks like on paper. Um, the only other thing that worries me a little bit initially is that it, is it four or five weeks of the semis?
1: I think it's four. I, and I could, if, if anyone's, we literally just found this out. Amanda and I, like we're finding all this out, you know, yeah, a I mean, few I, hours before I this.
0: Again. I, I glanced at it quickly. I didn't even read it that closely, but I was like, ooh, that kind of sucks for the last group because you have way less games training than the first week. So, and games training is like where the money is. Everyone's like, you know, eight weeks of hard games training. So the people that are competing at the beginning, beginning or mid May, definitely have an advantage over the people who are going to be competing in June which is late. So I don't love that. I, and I have no idea I don't think it said anywhere in that like how we will figure out which one we're going to and those kind of details are all very unknown.
1: It kind of reminds me of the old regional structure where like you 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 had an advantage there was a bit of an advantage to going later in that you'd already seen the workouts and you could practice the workouts more for regionals but you really had sometimes like a month less time to train for the games and regional's training and games training were very different a lot more running for games training like the longer events and things like that so yeah and no indication as to you know where we where they're going to stack the we- the weeks whether it's like by continent location or anything like that so uh, TBD and I hope they let you all know first so you can start kind of like figuring figuring that out and, and getting your schedule in order for the yeah, coming yeah.
0: year yeah, it'd be nice to know like I, I'm such a planner I like to like see my year kind of you know from far away and kind of get an idea of like what to expect and what to plan for and like just mentally helps going into training too kind of knowing where you're at and what you're going towards so this helps because it's it's a better outline than nothing and hopefully you know by the time we start at the open we will know, what to expect with the you know the semis and the quarters?
1: So, I'm curious because you're not you're not the first person to say this to say you prefer in-person competition to online. I think most athletes in any strength sport would say that, right? Uh, CrossFit especially because the workouts are so varied and, and there's a broader range of things that you might be asked to do. From an athlete's perspective, a high-level athlete's perspective, you know, what are some of the advantages or differences that come with in-person competition versus the online as, as you approach them, as you approach training and prep for them?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll start with online because for me, there's less advantages there. Um, the, the best things is that you get to stay at home and be in your normal routine. So sleeping in, for me, it's just having control of my food and sleeping in my own bed. Like That's huge too, from a recovery standpoint. Um, so that is great. Um, the comfort of your own gym is nice. But also can be a bad thing because you're too comfortable there. Um, but it is great because you have your favorite pull-up bar that's like at the height that you like and it's it's not slippery. And, you know, those little details matter. Um, really just like the, I mean, the pull-up bars and rings, everyone has their favorites in their gyms. The rest of it, barbells are all the same and that kind of stuff. It doesn't really matter. But that kind of stuff makes you comfortable. But, um, when you're an athlete and you're a gamer and when you compete, when it counts, it's hard to kind of flip the switch when you're in your comfort zone. Um, obviously there's pressure because you know, it counts, but, um, I still walk into the open, you know, the gym every day in the open, feeling very nervous and like butterflies, just like I do at a competition, but there's just something about the ability to like flip the switch and go a little bit harder so much easier on the competition floor when you have people next to you and you have a crowd and you have a a real judge and it's just real. Um, and I know some people are different, like some people that's too much pressure. So they tend to do worse there and they do better at home because there's less pressure. And it's just like, they're having fun and it's, you know, just another training day. But for me, it's like just another training day. I don't push hard enough and, you know, I get beat by people that I may not get beat by in person. So It is something I'm working on because I don't want it to be an excuse. I think that if you want to be good enough, you should be good enough in every scenario. I mean, Tia and Matt are perfect examples of that. So something I'm working on, I would call it a weakness of mine, but... Yeah, that did make me nervous when I saw the second event I was online again. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> great.
1: <laughs> it's, it's also interesting. It almost seems it almost seems like it's a second open because they said it's going to be roughly the top ten percent of athletes coming out of the open. So if the open's got you know four hundred thousand people, call it just an estimate, ten percent of that is forty thousand people. That's still a really big athlete pool to whittle down. So I don't know.
0: That's true. I like to hear that.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <can> you- <laughs> Maybe it won't be too bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's like well, uh, the, the downside is the open's only three weeks, but you basically have another like miniature open after that. So it's like they still they're still making you do extra extra of the open. I think I don't yeah. know. I don't know what style the workouts
0: on, are going to be it, on the thing. It said like one week, which is yeah,
1: cool. We'll see how many workouts in that in that week.
0: Right, what, but like, I like the sign, the idea of one weeks. It's like maybe we're not going to be redoing these workouts because that's the worst part about the open.
1: <laughs> how? Yeah. Do you? Are you? I know some people who like, well, I've talked to some athletes who will just not redo open workouts. um, And those are people who are either just superlative at the open and like, they know that they're just going to, they're going to qualify out of the open normally. Not that that's like probably, I don't think it's probably an option anymore directly. Or there are some people who are like, hey, I never qualify out of the open, right? I always have to qualify some other route. So I'll just do them once anyway. How, where, where are you on that scale? and, And, you know, have you repeated open workouts frequently in the past?
0: Yes, so when when I um, in 2018, when we had a pretty good idea that I would make regionals and it was not quite as competitive coming on the open, that was the only year that I did not repeat most of them. I think I repeated one just because I wanted to. Um, but otherwise that year I didn't. It was like one and done. we were focusing on training for regionals because you didn't have to place that well for it to matter. Um, all the other years where I've been trying to be top 20 in the world in the open. Um, and I'm not great at the open. We are definitely redoing. I'm not a person that does them more than twice just because of recovery and stuff. It, it doesn't do me any benefit to keep doing them, but we definitely do them once on Friday and then strategize over the weekend and make sure I'm rested to do them again on Monday and 98% of the time I do better. So, um, it's huge for me to try to do better on those because I'm always trying to like move up, especially on the, the weakness workouts, but that's the worst when you go into Monday just knowing how bad it's going to hurt. Like Friday ignorance is bliss. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> All day Monday you're so nervous cuz you're like, okay, it hurt really bad Friday and now I'm supposed to go a minute faster. Like it's going to hurt really bad.
1: <laughs> have have there been any workouts? This is kind of a a, a not super uplifting question. Have there been any workouts where you, you said 98% of the time you you do better? Do you remember any workouts where you just you didn't do better and like your new strategies just didn't didn't pay off?
0: It's not always strategy because like I feel like we always have a better strategy. Because you like you watch the video and like, I mean, how can you not have a better strategy? It's just the fact unless you literally crushed it the first time. I think the only time is like I I, it was definitely last year. Um the second week, I think, the double under toe to bar thruster with the dumbbells. I did not do better. And that was just like, that one's mental. So you like get to a point and you're starting to hurt really bad and you're behind. And it's just like, what, what, I'm I going to make up time because <laughs> I'm dying right now. <laughs> like, so that one, um, I think once I hit that point, it's like, you know, when everyone fell apart, like that 12 minute mark. And it was just like, I was already trying to play catch up. And I was just like, this is game over. Like we might as well just stop. Um, I think I did keep going, but I was... I was out of reach. Um, And then another time on like, sometimes when the workout's like super, super um, like CNS, like just shot, like you just completely give everything you've got. You come into Monday, like thinking you're going to do better and your body says no. Like that has happened to me too. And I think that has been like, I don't think that was last year because last year we ended on the muscle up workout. I think it was the year before we ended on like something with chest bar and pain. I don't know if it was chest bar burpees or whatever it was. I went into it like fully mentally prepared to do better. I was like in such a good place mentally. We had a great strategy. I was doing great. And then all of a sudden my body just like locked up. And I was like, I wasn't even mad. Cause I was like, I did everything I possibly could have. And I think that's one of those things where, I put everything into Friday and by Monday, I just wasn't ready for the that high of intensity, which tells you how hard the open is because it's just like literally going to your death twice a week. So
1: <laughs> There was a, they don't tend to do these much anymore, but there was a series of years. This is like 2013, 14, 15, where a lot of the workouts, they would do a lot of high rep deadlift workouts. And there was one that was deadlifts at increasing weight and box jumps. Mm-hmm. And I remember I did it once, was pretty happy with my score. It was like, I actually think I can get a really good score. Right? Did it again, and I was just so fried from doing like so many reps of heavy deadlift. Um, not even, not even that heavy in hindsight, but like heavy right. at the time.
0: Yeah.
1: And I did like, I didn't just do worse the second time I did it. I did like twenty five percent worse.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Cause the body's just not You're like mentally, you're like, I know, I know how to strategize this, but at at a certain point, like your body, you just can't like rep deadlifts that fast. You're like, okay, well.
0: And especially if it's a stimulus like that, like how often do you train that at that intensity? So like if you trained that deadlift at that intensity, you know, normally that turnaround would be nothing, but like, that's not what most of us do. So then you, you're just, you think you can do it. Your mind's ready to do it. You feel like your body's ready. And then all of a sudden it just like,
1: Nope. <laughs> Wait, you don't train deadlifts to, to rep failure three times a week? What kind of training are you doing? No, I'm I'm absolutely joking. I'm absolutely joking. Any powerlifters listening to this will be like, no, 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 don't do that. I'm joking, guys. What is your training schedule looking like now? I mean, we're kind of in between seasons. We're, we're removed from the 2020 games and we're kind of gearing back up for the Open. December 2020, two months, two and a half months before the Open. What does your training schedule kind of look like on a weekly basis?
0: Um, so the last like two weeks I've been kind of easing back into normal training before that I didn't, I was still working out. Like I'm always going to work out cause I like to exercise, but I did not have like a, pr- a written program. Um, I was doing a lot of running. I would do the class workout and maybe a little bit of accessory work, but I wasn't doing like any gymnastics training because that's what I trained so hard during the year. And, Physically I need it, but more mentally I need the break from the gymnastics, the high volume gymnastics. Wow. So, um, it's, I think I'm on week two right now, week two or three. I can't remember now, but yeah, it's just been very gradual, um, moderate amount of volume, but just kind of doing a little bit more open type stuff, but also adding in like all my gymnastics and, um, slowly squatting again, lifting again. So, it's been gradual, but we're, we're almost getting back to what I would call normal for me. Um, obviously not games training volume, but normal trying to get all the movements feeling normal again, cause you never feel good coming off an off season, physically, you mentally, you feel good, but physically you don't feel good. So it takes a lot of time to kind of adapt to that and just be prepared for it mentally that you're not going to feel great.
1: What is your wind down time after the games? Look, cause you mentioned CrossFit games level training where the volume is super high. You're basically preparing to, you know, the volume of training you're doing in a given few days is probably similar to the volume you undergo at the actual games coming off of that you know, is there, are you someone who kind of goes through that almost feels like an adrenaline crash? Like right after the games, you're just kind of like, you've got nothing or, you know, are you able to recover pretty quickly after that game's turnaround?
0: Um, well, this year was different because it was online and the volume was less. So I, I did feel okay by Wednesday after the games, um, this year, but like, I look back to the, the two years that I was at the games in person and I definitely did not feel that way. Um, in 2018, I was extremely wrecked. I think the volume was higher and I was less prepared for it because my first year there. So I didn't do anything for probably two weeks and I didn't want to, and my body, I could feel like I was wrecked. 2019 wasn't as bad, but I didn't want to do anything. Like I, we went to a CrossFit gym probably a week later and my husband, like we dropped in, my husband did the class workout and I just sat on the bike. I was just like, I just have no desire to do that right now. <laughs> like not even a little bit. <laughs> They're like, Oh, come on. Aren't you going to join in? I'm like, no, I'm just going to yeah. sit here. <laughs> like you just finished top 10 at
1: the CrossFit games. Come join a workout. And you're like,
0: I'm, I'm yeah.
1: good. I'm just going to yeah. like pedal a little bit, just yeah. stretch a little bit. I
0: mean, I know that that's fun for everyone else, but it's not fun for us. Like it's not fun to want to just relax and then feel like every person in the gym is trying to beat you because of who you are. And like, it's just, it's mentally like not even worth it. I would so much rather just like get a light, easy sweat in and have no pressure on myself um, or just like, And Plus, I never want to like do a pull up or pick up a barbell when it's that close to competing. It's like no, I'll just sweat, but I don't want to do anything that hurts. It's there's there's
1: like there's no winning there. It's a lose lose scenario because say like you do hop into a workout with everyone, and they're they're all going to try and beat you because they want to see how they stack up against a games athlete, right? So like, if you don't push it, right? They're going, which is hard to do because you're a competitor. They're going right. to be like, "Oh my God, she's not that. She's not I, that." I fit. Amanda
0: Barnhart like right, <laughs>
1: like what, what is that? This is who? Who the heck is she? But then if you do push it, like your body's wrecked, you're not recovered. You might not. You might not do that well, and then they're going to say the same thing either way. Okay. So it's like there's yeah. no winning there.
0: No winning. It's easier said than done. Like I'd like to say I don't care, but like you're when you're put in that situation, it is like ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier just not to do the workout because otherwise you just you're really stuck with this like moral dilemma. Like, does my ego matter more than my recovery does right now? And usually the ego wins in that situation, so That's, it's better uh, to avoid it.
1: <laughs> does anyone just straight up challenge you? Like during over the course of a year, does anyone just like challenge challenge you? You live in the Midwest, so people are very friendly. You're not. It's not like maybe not as. They're much friendlier than, say, maybe here in New York where I live. But does anyone ever just come out and be like, I just want to throw down with you. Like, let's do it. I think I can beat you.
0: Mm, no. No one ever says I, think <laughs> I can beat you.
1: <laughs> they're smart. They're smart.
0: I mean, like, I do take class a lot this time of year. So, like, all the guys are always trying to beat me. But, like, it's usually, like, I'm doing the same calories as them and, like, a heavier barbell and, like, more pull-ups. And they're, like, trying to beat me. And I'm like, well, if you beat me, like great but like we didn't do the same workout so
1: (laughs) it's like you weigh 40 pounds more than me yeah okay cool i'll spot you a little bit of room on the on the cleans or whatever it is yeah
0: it's like still nice though because it does push me because even if it's slightly different i still don't want to lose to them so it is it's fun to like have that extra push but yeah it's very rare that someone like unless it's like a Oh, we have a lot of really good runners in our gym, so like if it's a a, a, a very heavy running workout, I'll definitely get beat.
1: Oh, that, that doesn't count. They're they're runners. We don't <laughs> runners. It's okay. Runners don't listen to this podcast. We can we can make fun of them. <laughs> it's Okay, I'm kidding. I'm sure I'm sure some do. If you're a runner and you're offended, you can email me David at Barbend, and 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 I'll I'll hear your complaints. I'll apologize in person. I'm 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 very. I'm very sorry. I'm curious about when it comes to heavy training, as far as not just volume, gymnastically, but like heavy, heavy weights. You're one of the strongest CrossFit Games competitors, period. I mean, there's there there are very few people who are going to be able to hang with you when the barbell gets really, really heavy. Are you someone who can kind of maintain that base of strength over uh, out of the off season, or is that something you have to kind of build gradually back up? I know conditioning is something that you're going to have to build up again, but you know, is that barbell does it feel extra heavy kind of getting back into the swing of full training now
0: um yes i mean it feels heavier than normal but like it's still not an issue for me like i, I mean like the first couple squattings usually bad at first it's like oh i haven't back squatted like i was so sore the first week we did squats but um the underlying strength doesn't really go anywhere. It's just a matter of me, like, getting used to, like, hurting again and getting used to the barbell and, like, trusting that I have the strength there. But, like, after just a few days of in the gym, I'm, I'm, like, I'm not, like, maxing out my clean and jerk, but I'm lifting fairly heavy and feeling good about it. And I definitely don't feel that way when I go back to gymnastics after some time off. So I do think it's just purely a strength of mine. Like, obviously, if I didn't do it at all, it would start to fade away. But, yeah. Um, we just, we truly just do maintenance on my strength. We don't work too, too hard at getting stronger. We just make sure I'm not losing strength and working on everything else.
1: Who, um, do you, do you work with a, a coach for those who might not be familiar with, you know, with your career might not be as familiar with you as an athlete? What is your kind of support structure, coaching structure look like?
0: Um, so I'm a comp train athlete. Um, I work with comp train. Um, my coach at comp train is Harry Pally. He's, um, he does a lot of the master's stuff and uh, actually coached Sam Quant this year too. So he coaches Sam and I, and then I have a coach in my gym in Ohio who's like with me on the daily basis. His name's Mitch Lyons and he's like my in-person coach. So I, the two of them kind of work together. Um, so I have the balance of, you know, having a part of the bigger part of Comtrain, but also have someone who's with me on the daily, which is best case scenario.
1: Do you ever, do you train ever with, with comp train athletes or like compare, compare scores or or thoughts on workouts?
0: Um, sometimes like, I mean, a few times a year we'll get together with the rest of the athletes. Like I've trained with Katrin and stuff. I've gone to Boston. Um, but it's not like a consistent thing. I do have, um, a buddy drew Wayman who lives probably 45 minutes from me and he does comp train as well. And my coach Mitch helps him too. So, we get together as much as possible and we all, our programming is very similar. So, and it's awesome because we push each other. The only thing um, right now is he's in school full time. So, When he has breaks and stuff, we train together like almost every day. So this week he's on break. So we've trained together every day. But then like once he goes back to school, I don't see him for several months, but still better than nothing. And it's great to have someone to push you.
1: Yeah. And especially when it comes to someone who's like trained with you before, knows your strengths and weaknesses as an athlete, knows your mental game a little bit and can kind of know when to like egg you on. I, I would guess. Do you ever? I, I have to. I have to ask. Your your husband is also a CrossFitter. Do you guys ever ever train together, or is that kind of a completely separate thing?
0: Um, I mean, I love training with him. The reason we don't too much now is just because our, our schedules are different. Like, so he works second shift, so he goes into work in the afternoon. So he trains at like noon and I'm usually like finishing my first session, going home for lunch and then going back to the gym. So we kind of just like miss each other. Like I could make it work where I trained with him, but then it would be like hard to do make a two a day happen when I'm training in the middle of the day. Um, So Saturday is like the only day that we really get to like work out together. Um, But yeah, we, we are very competitive. I don't like to lose to him. Like I always try to, especially like before the games when I don't have many people around to push me, I'm like, will you please do my weight and my workout and do it against me? Because he will push me at like, at the girl's weight. Like he's, he's very fit. Um, But if you, you know, if we put on the game's weight, the men's weight, it's going to slow him down too much that I'm going to beat him. But we definitely convince him a few times a year to like suck it up and do the girl's barbell or whatever. So he can push me. And then it's a really good race because he's fit.
1: (laughs) i uh i i've asked this question of a few crossfit couples before and i'll get some dramatically different answers and i had one it might have been steph chung mentioned she's like yeah my husband and i we have like when we do work out or compare times it gets like really brutal like we just go it's like we really throw down i'm never more competitive than when it's like against my husband i'm like okay cool like this is you know you gotta you gotta keep it fresh um That's that's cool to hear. Um,
0: It definitely depends where I'm at mentally. Like we've definitely had times where like games training is just rough. So like girls are more emotional during games training because you're just like always tired and you're always beat up and you're like kind of freaking out that you're not fit enough. So we would like he would like come in and do a few workouts with me occasionally, and I'm like. I would be on like my fourth workout of the day and it's the end of the week and it's like so hot and he would just demolish me and I just like start crying. I'm like, I'm terrible. Like I'm not fit. It's like, what's wrong with you? I'm "I'm just so tired that like anything that upsets me just makes me cry right now. But um, we've kind of learned now we just have to be careful of like when those workouts happen to kind of like realize that he's not doing the same amount of work as me. And like, it is totally different and not to let it stress me out too, too much. If he's beating me at a time like that,
1: <laughs> we we have to come up with a word. Like we have there, the word hangry applies to when you're angry because you're hungry. There's gotta be a word for that. If you're angry, cause you haven't worked out yet or because you haven't done all your training yet. There's, there's gotta, we gotta like come up with a, yeah, with a good term.
0: Wanna,
1: a term I'm, not, for I'm not
0: creative that. with stuff like that, but yeah, I'll, I'll <laughs> or think. Something, a, or something to describe girls during games training. Like, oh, there's no way to describe it other than you're just like on edge. <laughs>
1: You are I'm really glad we're doing this this podcast because the way you've spelled it, out, I'm glad we're doing this podcast now, and I will make sure to completely leave you alone in the lead up to the games only after the games. yeah, we'll catch up. We'll do episode episode two after I the
0: pretty much tell everyone no to anything during that time of year, anyways because I'm just like. So focused on that, and I'm like too tired on my in between times that like on a rest day I don't even want to move from the couch. So (laughs) you don't have to worry about it.
1: (laughs) I mean that's your season. That's like you 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 spend an entire year building up to like one you know couple two months period really the eight weeks before the game. So that's understandable. I think it's true in a lot of professions, right? Like if you're an accountant, Brent Fakowski had that used to have that twice in a year because he was an accountant, so he'd have tax season, and then he would also have the games. So. Yeah, well, he's not doing it anymore. But yeah, for a while there, I was like, "What do? just go full-time, man. Um, Amanda, I really appreciate you taking the time to catch up with people want to follow along with your training, what you're doing. Where's the best place for them to do that?
0: Um, Amanda J. Barnhart on Instagram. And then I have a YouTube channel as well, which I'm trying to get content out every week. So just Amanda Barnhart on YouTube. Um, we're trying to get workout videos and lots of fun stuff out. So check it out.
1: Awesome. Really appreciate
0: it. Thank you.